This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, good evening and welcome inside the Colts Daily Update tonight. Today was an off day for the Colts, as will most Tuesdays during a normal NFL week. We'll get back on the practice field tomorrow and get set for the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up in week number two. It's another AFC South road game for the Colts, and this season marks just the fifth time the Colts will play back-to-back games on the road to start the season since moving to Indy back in 1984. Today was also about turning the page from week one and trying to get over the discouragement of Sunday's 20-20 tie with the Texans, and from a historical standpoint, Sunday marked the Colts' first tie since week seven of the 1982 season against the Packers and the first one in the Indianapolis era. The next most recent tie for the Colts came during the 1970 Super Bowl winning season, and since the franchise's inception in 1953, the Colts had never opened the season with a tie prior to Sunday. Colts definitely had their chances to win the game outright in Houston. They spotted the Texans a 17-point lead heading into the fourth quarter, but they outscored the Texans 17 to nothing in the final 10 minutes of the game to force overtime. During regulation, the Colts dropped touchdown passes. They missed a fourth and goal at the two, had a screen pass picked off in plus territory, had some coverage issues on Texans tight end O.J. Howard, who scored a couple of touchdowns, and the 42-yard missed field goal in overtime is certainly magnified when you had so many chances throughout the game to avoid overtime altogether. Speaking of that, the Colts today have released kicker Rodrigo Blankenship following week one, and his career make percentage is now at 83% since 2020, a number that is on the low end of NFL accuracy. Blankenship is also just three out of eight in his career from 46 yards or longer. So now the search is on for a new place kicker. The Colts today have reportedly signed two kickers to the practice squad. According to multiple reports, they've signed veteran kicker Chase McLaughlin and rookie Lucas Havrasek. McLaughlin, uh, that name should sound familiar to you if you're a Colts fan. He was with the Colts in 2019 after Adam Vinatieri went on IR with an injury. He kicked in the final four games of that season. That year he was five out of six on field goals, made all 11 of his PATs. And then the following offseason, he was beat out by Rodrigo Blankenship at the end of training camp in 2020. So he was released, and then since then he spent time with the Jets and Browns. Last year he kicked for the Browns, where he was 15 out of 21 with a long of 57, and then was released by Cleveland in May of this year after they drafted Cade York in the fourth round. Meanwhile, Havrasek, he's a rookie out of Arizona. He holds the school record for longest field goal made at 57 yards. He did not sign a contract as, as an undrafted free agent after the draft this past April, but the Colts are familiar with him. They had him during the rookie minicamp uh, at the Indiana Farm Bureau Football Center back in May. Despite the tie, the Colts have a ton to build on, especially on offense. They did some good things. 517 yards of offense. Uh, That's the second most in the Frank Reich era dating back to 2018. 216 yards alone in the fourth quarter during the comeback. In fact, in week one, nobody gained more than the Colts. 517 yards, as we said. Nobody had more first downs. The Colts had 33. Uh, The offense also ranked second in passing and sixth in rushing through week one of the NFL regular season. 
So I don't know if those numbers make you feel better or worse about the tie, maybe somewhere in the middle, obviously. Uh, but the Colts did do some good things in game number one. Also, the Colts plan to mix in Bernard Ryman at left tackle. That did happen on Sunday. He played about 16 total snaps on offense, 12 at left tackle, and four as an extra offensive lineman. And again, Frank Reich said the plan is for Ryman to mix in with the offense, but Matt Pryor is still the starter at that spot, uh, just as he was all of training camp and preseason season at left tackle all right there's the news on the Colts and uh, doubling back on Frank Reich he was a guest on Colts Roundtable live last night just as he will be every Monday night of the regular season we'll hear from him from last night's show when we come back on the Colts daily update here on 93.5 and 107.5 the fan we now return to the Colts daily update with Matt Taylor the voice of the Colts Hey, welcome back on the Colts Daily Update tonight, 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, as promised, we're going to hear from head coach Frank Reich from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show. That show airs every Monday in the regular season following Sunday games from 6 to 7 here on The Fan. Frank will join the show every week, and last night we started off talking about his message to the Colts following the week one tie against the Houston Texans. Yeah, the message was, you know, we didn't achieve our goal today of reaching 1-0. and uh, like it is every Sunday, but um, but let's so let's go back and do what we do every week. Let's learn from the mistakes. Let's clean up. Um, the other message was you could see what we can do when we're hitting on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. You know, seven series in a row where the defense shuts them out for seven series in a row. You know, offensively, um, you know, 200 yards of offense in the th- in the fourth quarter or whatever it was. Um, so when we're hitting all cylinders, we got the right people. We got the right coaches. We got the right players. Um, we just got to eliminate a few mistakes here and there, and we can be explosive. When you when you go back and, and re-watch the tape today, what are some areas that jumped out to you that, that prevented the Colts from getting more points? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just one thing here or there. I mean, you know, we, we, we only had one penalty. You know, one penalty in the first half. We had to drop, you know, we had to drop, and we had a fourth down fail. You know what I mean? Um, in the first half, so uh, you know we got to clean those things up, um, and, and I think we will. And I think we will. Uh, we obviously had the interception. Um, you know where uh, Hughes makes a great play. Mm-hmm. You know um, he just makes a great play. So you got to give the guy their credit. Um, but you look at how we moved the ball. That's what's encouraging. But as you said, Matt, you can't have. 500 yards of offense and have 20 points. Right. That's just not going to do it yeah. in any week. So uh, we'll clean those things up. Well, speaking of, of 20 points, you only gave up 20 points, and that's that's really good by today's standards when you talk about points allowed. What was your overall assessment of the defense in game one with Gus Bradley now as the defensive coordinator? It was really good. You know, we started out with two, three and outs. You know, that, that, was, that was a big plus. Um, and then those seven, you know, seven mm-hmm. drives at the end. So really felt like the defense played great, especially when they needed to. Um, you know, obviously the one we talked about this today. You know, we turned the ball. Both of the scoring drives for the Texans came after turnovers. Yep. And so you know that's teams we want to take pride in when we turn the ball over. Defense has our back, and they they minimize that. So um, so that's an area of improvement. But overall, I thought the defense played well. Last one for me, and again, head coach Frank Reich is with us. As you said, you put up over 500 yards of offense. You've got the trio of Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr. Statistically, they shined in game one. 
So, so how do you balance being discouraged with the tie, but also knowing that, hey, if you, if you, you can play better, you can play so much better. If you just limit those mistakes, you're capable of so much more as a team starting week two. It is. It's the healthy tension of a healthy dissatisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point we're you know we're losing by 17 points, you know, and we need a 17 point rally in the fourth quarter. So you should feel like, okay, we got away with the tie. Maybe we should be pleased with that. Yeah. Well, we're never going to be pleased with that. I mean, we got we got to win. So, um, but we are encouraged this week one. Um, that this is life in the NFL. You got to deal with the ups and downs of the season. You got to deal with the ups and downs within within a game. Um, you know, we talked today briefly about as a team, uh, hey, we're still, you know, it starts with, you know, winning your division. And, you know, we have an opportunity in our division to, you know, if we can take care of business this week against a good Jacksonville team, you know, to be right where we want to be. No doubt about that. Again, that's head coach Frank Reich. All right, if you have a question for coach, you can tweet it in tonight, every Monday night, right here in the regular season by using hashtag Colts Roundtable. Billy's up first. He wants to know, Coach, what was going on with the center to quarterback problems yesterday? There were a couple of drops under center and also in the shotgun. Yeah, that was that was rough, you know, not going to lie. And, uh, you know, because that, that's been not an issue in practice and the whole time. No so, doubt, yeah. um, you know, those guys will work that out. You know, Matt will tell you from the quarterback standpoint, it's, and as a former quarterback myself, if there's ever an exchange problem, it's always the quarterback. You know, at least that's the – Sure. That's what you should say. Sure, um, it's usually a combination of something's happening. So I think in the exchanges, you know, there was shared blame at one or two places. So uh, the bottom line is they just need to get that cleaned up. All right, we got time for a few more uh, from Wesley. He's up next. Uh, this is more of a procedural uh, question. Uh, he says we had it second and two at the 16-yard line in overtime. Was there any consideration to just take a knee on third down? kick a field goal on fourth down instead of running one more play on offense on third down? Great question, but um, no, not when you got the offensive line we have and the running back we have. It was second and two. We were running the ball straight down the field. Right. The uh, the, the, the objective was keep running it straight into the end zone and, and don't kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that second and two play, as he mentioned, on the 16-yard line. And give Greenwood number fifty-two credit. Yeah, he darted inside. Mm-hmm. He beat the snap count, and we end up with a minus three play. That was very unfortunate because, like you said, at that point at the sixteen-yard line, that's that's extra point. Yeah, it's like an extra point. Yeah, it's ninety-seven point five percent. Right. You know, success rate. So we get the three-yard loss, and then you know, and then get the short sack loss. So. Um, still, though, we're at a spot in indoors. It's a 90%, you know, on all charts, all indoor charts, that's a 90% right. make. All right, lastly, the Jacksonville Jaguars up next in week two. Another road test in the AFC South. They fell to the Commanders on Sunday. Uh, you split the season series with them last year. They're coached by a guy you know very, very well, have a great relationship with, uh, great respect for Doug Peterson. What are your early week uh, thoughts ahead of uh, week two in Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, Great opportunity for us. Um, this is going to be a well-coached team. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, as you said, Coach Peterson, a good friend, um, excellent coach, excellent leader, person. Uh, Press Taylor, who's their offensive coordinator, was here with us for a year um, last year. So, you know, they'll do some things similar to what we do, but he has his own own thing as well. So, right. And we know this is a really good defense. 
and they'll be a little bit like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, very committed to stopping the run. Um, so this will be a good test for us. That's Frank Reich, and that's a sample of the interview last night on Colts Roundtable Live for the full interview and for the full show, also featuring Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights. It's up right now, Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and you can also download it anywhere you get your podcasts. Also up now is the official Colts podcast today, breaking down the tie in Houston and a look ahead to Week 2 in Jacksonville. And then tomorrow, Rick is back for Inside Football with the Blueprints on how the Colts can beat the Jaguars on the road for the first time since 2014. That's it for the Daily Update tonight. I'm Matt Taylor. Instant Replay is coming up next. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.